power of God's Word is extraordinary, and it can go across boundaries. And in this high-tech world, our staff launch radios on balloons when the wind is right and drift them over North Korea. Welcome to a special edition of First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Today's program comes to you from Seoul, South Korea, where I traveled a few weeks ago, along with colleagues from the Far East Broadcasting Company and National Religious Broadcasters. I'll explain the purpose of our trip and introduce today's guests in just a minute. Each week's first-person conversation is archived online for your convenience, so you can listen anytime to any current or previous program. Just visit our website, firstpersoninterview.com. Again, that's firstpersoninterview.com. Well, here's what you'll hear on today's program. Ed Cannon, president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, invited several U.S. broadcasters, including myself, Bill Blount, and Rich Bott, to be part of a delegation to the dedication of a beautiful new building in South Korea to be used by FEBC's radio ministry, reaching not only both Koreas, but also Russia, Japan, and China. I'll more fully introduce the men you're about to hear later in the program, but after the building dedication in Seoul, the four of us met to talk about what we had witnessed, starting with Ed Cannon. Well, Wayne, we've just spent two and a half days uh, celebrating the dedication of the new FEBC Korea headquarters in Seoul, Korea. I'm here with my friends Bill Blount and Rich Bott, um, and we've we've celebrated with uh, Billy Kim and numerous of his staff. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't know if I can put into words what we've been through the last few days. It has been spectacular, hasn't it? I don't know how many people, Wayne, have been introduced to us as former presidents of Korea, um, Senate members, cabinet members, Congress members, presidents of universities, presidents of companies. George Bush sent a video greeting. Health prevented him from coming. Billy Graham sent a spokesman. His health prevented him from coming. But this was a world-class event. It certainly is. And uh, I think it's actually celebrating what I believe to be a world-class ministry. Mm -hmm. FEBC Korea has been broadcasting the gospel to this nation of South Korea for well over 50 years. And they've come from a very poor upstart garage operation radio ministry to 13 very large FM radio stations that blanket the Christian nation of South Korea and broadcast from South Korea all across Japan, Russia, China, and well down into the South Pacific. So South Korea is a broadcasting hub for FEBC, reaching into those other surrounding nations. It's amazing uh, the ministry here and this new building that God has provided through the donations of listeners in Korea and even North Korea, the donations came from that country as well, Donation, surprisingly. Donations have been 95%, Wayne, from people in South Korea who listen to the radio stations and support their local radio stations, but wanted to be involved with ministry beyond South Korea and now they physically support these broadcasts into Japan and Russia and China yeah. because they've got a mission to uh, spread the gospel to the entire world. And just in case someone is wondering, yes, this is the same Far East Broadcasting Company that was founded by Bob Bowman and a couple of other men 60 years ago. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Billy Kim told the story in front of this large audience that it was from an initial gift by Bob Bowman, 
and a promise that he would continue to support FEBC Korea that they got started. They merged with several other small Christian broadcasters in, in Asia to begin, but it was Bob Bowman's gift and promise and continued support that launched this ministry in Korea. Well, we've got both Bill and Rich here with us today. Rich, let me start with you. Uh, like me, this was your first trip to South Korea, and so I'm anxious to get some of your impressions of, of not only being in the country, but being a part of FEBC here. Well, thank you, Wayne. It was such a thrill to see the enthusiasm of the Christian people of Korea. As you well know, we got up very early to attend a 6 a.m. prayer meeting, and there were some three or four or maybe 5,000, I don't know the exact number, it was a huge, huge crowd in this very, very large church uh, for a one-hour prayer meeting, and they do that every day. Yeah, let's make it clear. That wasn't a special prayer meeting called because of the, of the celebration. That happens every day here. I know, and we've we've talked about the explosive growth of the church in Korea, and I've always heard that a revival is always preceded by a movement of prayer, and that's what I was seeing when I attended that prayer meeting. I thought, this is the fuel that, that creates the revival that the Lord can bless and honor, and I am so delighted to know that it um, was FEBC and that initial radio station that has now become multiple radio stations all across the nation of of Korea and reaching into other nations in that part of Asia, which is really exciting. I met the lady that is in charge of FEBC for uh, Japan, and she actually broadcasts to the entire 140 million people of Japan from Korea. And it's just wonderful that, that the Lord is doing this in our lifetime, and I'm just excited to have a chance to see it, and I want to be a part of it. Ed, you've seen and visited that ministry in Japan. I have indeed, Wayne, and it. Uh, every time I think about it, I get chills up my spine. It's a very, very small, yet very, very dedicated staff of people who reach out every single day on a radio station to this largely unchurched nation of Japan, and the responses they're getting from all across Japan are just amazing. The hunger from that nation for the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ couldn't be stronger, and this tiny humble little staff of dedicated people uh, continue to serve by proclaiming the gospel. The lady that Rich has mentioned has been on the radio every week, five days a week, for 44 years. How about that? That's amazing. And Rich, I'm so glad you mentioned that prayer meeting. That was one of the highlights for me as well. Well, Bill, um, we're going to continue this uh, round table conversation here, so to speak, uh, but I want to get your first impressions about this trip. Well, uh, this is the second time I have been to uh, South Korea, but this was the most exciting time I have been to <laughs> South Korea. Why? Because I got to see firsthand how the Lord is using Christian radio, and this is the first time I've seen that exposure. And, and I tried to think, now, how do you explain the success of this tremendous radio ministry and how it's affected this country, where literally thousands and thousands of people have come to Christ, and even government officials acknowledge the fact that this radio station is affecting the entire country. So how do you explain that? And Rich already alluded to it. it, it it's because it's built on a foundation. And you can't have a strong ministry, you can't have a good building unless you have a good foundation under it. And, uh, and we saw the foundation firsthand. Uh, the, it starts at, what, at 5 a.m.? The first prayer meeting's at yeah. 5 a.m.? Thousands of people. Thousands Every, of people. Not just the, one church, many churches. Many churches throughout the whole city. And then, of course, we went to the 6 o'clock service. 
and and as 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 alluded to, I mean, thousands of people. And you we were think, too wimpy to get up at you, five. So. <laughs> you, you know, you you think of our prayer meetings back in the United States, and you know, you get the faithful ten uh, or ten percent, maybe, of the church congregation. But here, uh, thousands of people come and pray every single day, and it's on that foundation that the Lord has built this tremendous ministry that is not only reaching uh, Korea, which was exciting, and to hear some of the surrounding regions. But uh, as Billy Kim uh, mentioned, and as kind of the whole program moved forward, their desire, their heart's desire is they want to reach the world. They're not limiting themselves to to Korea or to Asia. Uh, They're looking to the world to reach the world for Christ. Isn't that amazing? Now, we've all worked in Christian radio in North America for many years. I mean, the combined experience in this room adds up to a lot of years. But uh, what are you going to take home? What did you learn about radio? I'm going to ask both of you guys, Bill and Richard. Rich, you want to start that one? Sure, Wayne. Um, when we landed at the Incheon Airport uh, and we're driving to Seoul, the, the driver was driving us to Seoul, and, and the FEBC people were so gracious and kind to us, I asked them to turn on the FEBC radio station, and I heard a radio station that was very professionally run, quality voices, quality production, quality um, breaks. It just sounded very first class. And then there was a, uh, a drama, a, a radio radio drama segment of, of testimonies. Now, of course, I couldn't understand the language, but I'm listening to this as as with a radio person's ear, and I could tell that this was a quality radio station with a solid signal. There wasn't a lot of static and, and uh, that type of thing. It was a very strong signal. And then I, I heard a familiar theme song. I didn't recognize the voice. I didn't recognize the language, but it was the Korean version of Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee. And then I found out that so many of the Bible teaching ministries that we feature in the United States are translated into the Korean language, and the Korean people get to hear the same good quality Bible teaching. And uh, that is just thrilling f- to me to know that we are part of this, uh, we are one link of the chain, but we're part of the same chain that is proclaiming the gospel message of Jesus Christ in this generation. And I'm excited to see what the Lord is doing and looking forward to what he will do. Bill, uh, you have traveled many places in the world uh, for various ministries, and and uh, when I get the chance to travel, I like to think about the bridge back. You know what can what can they teach us? It's not so much what we teach them; it's what they have to tell us about how to do things with excellence and do things uh, right. So, what are some of your thoughts about that? Well, uh, along with what Rich said, just the quality, the professionalism. I think sometimes in America we think that uh, you know we do it best. And the rest of the world has to learn yeah. from us. We lead, they follow. That's and it, right. It's, I'm learning it's the other way around But uh, we've been now exposed to enough of these international ministries to say, wow, they, they can teach us things. They're doing things more on the cutting edge than we are. Yeah. And uh, I love the way that it's not just broadcasting out. It's a really a two-way street. Uh, they're interacting with their community. Uh, with their officials, and really making it a, a complete countrywide um, effect, one with another. And that's the way that, that's to make it the most effective is when it's a two-way street, not a one-way street. I wanted to add to that, if you remember the uh, celebration concert that we attended in the, what was it called, the Peace uh, Square? What was that called, Bill? Um, it was a memorial area to to the Korean War, but... <clears throat> 
you said interacting with the community. There were choirs from all of these different radio stations. They have radio stations in many different cities across the Korean peninsula, and they had each sent choirs from their vicinity, from their area, and there were uh, women's choirs and, and youth choirs and quite a number of children's choirs, and each time they sang, they were in their uh, uh, traditional uh, attire, uh, the costumes from, from that particular area. It was just thrilling to hear and see, and then at the end, they all got together on the platform, and together they sang, Jesus loves me, in my language that, of course, I could understand, and it drove me to tears. I couldn't hold back the tears. And then as they were singing, the young people, the children came forward and, and gave us a hug and said, they either said, I love you or God bless you, as they hugged our necks. And it just was just marvelous to realize the love of Jesus reaches around the world. We'll continue this conversation, our report from Seoul, South Korea, on the ministry of FEBC coming up. Next week, Jim Liskey of Prison Fellowship talks about Angel Tree. We're planting that seed with the gift and with the gospel, and we pray that we continue to see the harvest of those souls. For me personally, I just get the joy of being involved in the process of helping the invisible kingdom of our Heavenly Father become visible. Aimed at the children of those in prison, we'll learn all about Angel Tree next week on First Person. I have three guests with me today. First of all, Ed Cannon is with Far East Broadcasting Company. Ed serves on the executive committee of the National Religious Broadcasters. Bill Blount of Life Changing Radio is with us. Bill also serves on the executive committee of NRB. And the chairman of NRB, Rich Bott of the Bot Radio Network, is with me as well. And we all are on this trip to South Korea, witnessing firsthand what God is doing in this tremendous country, both locally here in Korea and throughout part of Northeast Asia. Um, Ed, let me come back to you and talk about this trip. We're back in our hotel room now, but uh, we've had this wonderful celebration in South Korea, in Seoul, the capital city, a huge city, beautiful city. The, uh, the amazing thing to me was to see how fast this city has sprung up since the Korean War and what God is doing in this country spiritually. It is a huge and very modern city. Um, and as you noticed, Wayne, we mentioned earlier all these international guests that showed up to honor FEBC Korea and Dr. Billy Kim on the accomplishment and the dedication of this building and the hundreds of FEBC staff that showed up to so graciously and humbly serve these people. It was a testimony in and of itself to what FEBC is to see the way these people were serving their guests from the outside. And when I look at that whole um, connection between staff donors and listeners, it reminds me of actually the way FEBC operates in their country. We have 13 FM stations around South Korea. All of those staff were here. All of those staff have actually adopted other countries with their outreach mission to the radio stations in that country. And at one point behind the scenes of the celebration, they presented the collection of their individual staff to their, their country station that they've adopted. And so I could go on and on telling you the way these stations serve beyond themselves to reach the world with Christ. Yeah. Uh, Bill, build on what Ed was saying, what we learned about how, how radio is done in South Korea and uh, the, the, the effective ministry it seems to us to be. 
Well, as Ed suggested, each station runs uh, separately, but they all have a common theme. The common theme is to present the gospel in a quality, professional way. The common theme is to reach out into their community. They involve their community, and their community responds. They respond by supporting the station, by involving other people to listen. You know, you know what a great evangelism tool it is, is to have uh, one person say, hey, listen to this radio station. I, I found some answers. People are looking for answers today because it's so confusing. Nobody really has answers. The Bible has the answer, and when they tune into these radio stations, they get the answers to their life that they've been looking for, they're searching for. And so it's thrilling to see how these stations are reaching into their own communities, bringing people to Christ, bringing hope into their communities. And Rich, we rub shoulders with so many of the staff. As Ed said, they came from all over South Korea to Seoul to uh, celebrate this uh, victory together and to serve us in many ways, and we appreciate them so much. It was obvious this is a very professional staff, a young staff, but very professional and very much their heart is in this mission. Very much their heart is in this mission, and I wanted to um, give tribute to Dr. Billy Kim, and what a wonderful lifetime of service and dedication he has had for for the cause of Christ. And as a as a as a as a houseboy orphan that was adopted by a, a GI back and taken back to the states following the war, where he heard the gospel and committed his life to the Lord, and then went back to Korea to begin this ministry, and it has just been terrific uh, to see how the Lord has blessed that lifetime of faithfulness and obedience and how so many other people have come along to be a part of that. But uh, I think Dr. Billy Kim was really the spark plug that, that helped to make it happen. And then so many people have rallied to the cause as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, we think about the start that Dr. Billy Kim had. You're exactly right, Rich. A houseboy orphan during the war, serving USGIs. They adopted him. He actually just spoke at the funeral of the man that brought him back from the Korean War as, as he passed on to be with the Lord. But there was another cir- circumstance in Dr. Billy Kim's past where he became, at a very, very young age, the translator for Billy Graham, mm-hmm. who came to do a massive crusade in Korea. And that's how Dr. Billy Kim really got his start, was translating for Billy Graham as he did crusades throughout Korea. I don't remember the year that it happened, but I remember the photo that was taken of that gigantic crowd. I know the very photo you're talking about, Wayne. There was an enormous crowd and a very tall Billy Graham (laughs) and a very short Billy Kim standing on a box, proclaiming Christ to a million people. And that's where he got his enthusiasm. That's where he got his start. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, we've all known the name Billy Kim for many years and perhaps have had a chance to talk to him briefly through the years as he's come to the States. But to see Dr. Kim on his home turf in Korea, South Korea, and to hear his heartbeat for this nation and for the reunification of South Korea with North Korea, that's something the church prays about. That's right, and I think we should never think that as Christians we cannot be known in the public and in a good way. When we walk through South Korea with Dr. Billy Kim, isn't it interesting, Wayne? It doesn't seem that there's anyone who doesn't know him and doesn't honor the work he's done. It's a noble work here in South Korea that everyone honors proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through FEBC Radio. Yeah. 
Now, Bill, you and I and Rich Bott here had uh, the opportunity to go to the DMZ zone. Ed, you were busy with other responsibilities, but we had the opportunity to go to the DMZ between North and South Korea, and what a powerful experience to peer into that communist country and to see the contrast between North and South Korea. Bill, talk about that for a moment. I was struck at the stark difference between the two countries, Um, North Korea being a very closed country, a dark country. Most closed countries. Most closed country um, and and a godless country. I mean, they they don't want God. In fact... the only god they consider is the uh, the president. You know, they used to worship Kim Il Sung, Kim Jong Il, as God the Father, God the Son. Uh, but they they don't acknowledge God. It's a it's a godless society. And look what's happened to the country. It, it's closed. It's it's poor. It's depressed. Just across the border, you go into South Korea, where where the name of the Lord is lifted up. And look at the difference it's yeah, made it's in that country. It, it is one of the premier countries of the world. It's one of the leading countries in sending missionaries around the world. It's, it's, it's lifting its brothers and sisters around the world up. And, and the, the stark difference, Wayne, when you and I were standing there at the DMZ, looking over into North Korea and knowing what was going on there, and then we just turn around and see what's going on in South Korea, what a stark difference a Lord can make in somebody's life. I think the image that I will remember from that day uh, in the DMZ zone was looking into North Korea and seeing the giant radio TV tower there that was for one purpose. Its purpose was to jam the radio and TV signals from South Korea from reaching North Korea. To me, that still brings a chill to me to think about that that's happening today in that spot. All right, we have just a minute left. So final final word from you, men. Rich, can I turn to you? Oh, just once again, I just want to say it was such a blessing to witness firsthand the enthusiasm for the gospel of the Christian people there in Korea. They were a real blessing to me. Uh, it's thrilling for me to see the Lord working such a powerful way. We can, sometimes we can get discouraged as Christians. But to see the Lord working in a powerful way gives me great enthusiasm to know that we can take that back to where we live and broadcast the gospel with the same enthusiasm they do. Yeah. Ed, I think I speak for Rich and Bill when I say thank you for the invitation to come here and see this firsthand. This fuels us to go back and do our ministry that the Lord has given us with energy and excellence. Well, it was a real honor to have all three of you here with us in Korea at this, at this time. And I'll close, Wayne, by just saying, you mentioned the vision of Dr. Billy Kim and FEBC Korea, and I'll compliment our founder, Dr. Bob Bowman, who was at Billy Kim's side when he started FEBC Korea, and he simply stated the vision for our organization as this, we're to take Christ to the world by radio. Seventy years later, that is what FEBC Korea and every country within FEBC is continuing to do. We don't need a fresh, compelling new vision. We're sticking to that because the power of God's Word is so much greater than anything man can dream of that it's that simple. So thanks a lot, all three of you, for coming, and God bless you all. And my thanks to Ed Cannon, Rich Bott, and Bill Blount, my friends, for gathering together in Asia after a long day so we could give you a report on what we saw and heard. 
And as you've heard, this group of longtime radio veterans from the U.S. were completely impressed with what God is doing through the staff of Korea's Far East Broadcasting Company, just one part of FEBC's ministry in over 50 countries and 100 languages. One of the key countries, by the way, FEBC serves is in the Philippines, where Typhoon Haiyan took so many lives and caused so much suffering. FEBC is on the scene in Tacloban, and you can learn more about what you can do to help by visiting our website, firstpersoninterview.com, and clicking on the FEBC banner. That's firstpersoninterview.com, or look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash firstpersoninterview. Next week, you'll meet the president and CEO of Prison Fellowship, Jim Liskey, to learn about his story and the Angel Tree Christmas Project. Now with my thanks to friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepard. Join us next time for First Person. First Person.